Walker, it's TBD, and this is uh, one from the vault right now. But uh, I got Dylan here, catchphrase, quiet phrase, loud phrase, <laughs> all kinds of phrases in the building right now, man. Happy to be here. Man, so this is, again, knowing, knowing where, we, where, we are, where we are now, Bridge of the Gap eventually will be segueing from not just Boston artists, but talking to people from all over the country, all over the world, anybody who's just being involved in the scene in any uh, any capacity. And uh, right now, this is like late late January, mm-hmm. low, low cold low right now. Cold. Low cold today, but we've looked out on the weather for the m- most of this week. But uh, yeah, man, so Dylan's here, uh, owner of the Place for Things website, filmmaker, video director, many titles, but he's here right now on his uh, director's tour. So I just want you to talk about right now, just here, you're here in Boston. This is your first time here. Yeah. So just talk about like what your experience has been like so far, just with the city. Um, just to preface my visit here, I'm also a porno stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is my, that is I my had no idea the, mar- the market was so like, <laughs> so good for that. That's news to me. I've been here my whole life. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad to be in Boston um, here because of you guys and uh, Latrell James, uh, the, the entire team involved. Um, yeah. We're here filming a video. It's been an incredible experience. I've always wanted to go to Boston. It's a place that is rich with history, both good and bad, and I have always wanted to to see and witness that for myself firsthand and finally got that opportunity on the director's tour. Yeah, man. So it's been, again, so for getting to, like, getting to know you like a little bit deeper, it's like you see so you're fr- originally from from Chicago. Yeah, lived, Chicagoland area. Lived, lived in New York for a period of time, and then be live in Seattle now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was just curious in terms of how... I know you, we've kind of spoke about it, like you know, over the course of the week. But really, how living in these different areas and being a, a, like acquainted to different, both not, like both musically, like the scenes, mm-hmm. like hip hop wise, as well as just like the nature and, and the, the aesthetic of different areas, how that's not only helped like helped you kind of grow as, as a person, just being acclimated to different areas, but as an artist, as a as a creative, yeah. kind of getting getting to know these different environments and then putting that into the work that you that you do. And just like talking a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, your environment is a huge influence especially in film because it's it's a medium in which you're always creating a new environment for somebody else to experience so I think um, moving to New York City when I was 18 instead of really doing college helped me to develop some of the characteristics that have over time helped me get to the position that I'm at today whatever position that might be but living in Seattle has opened my eyes to a much more laid-back lifestyle than I'm accustomed to um Marijuana's legal, so that has its side effects, and I think that one of them is an openness and a progressive mindset, and that's something I think my own political beliefs kind of align with really well. So to just really sum it all up, I think that if you have the opportunity to move as an artist early on, take that opportunity because college is not going anywhere, and it will remain college, and you are allowed to be 75 years old going to school if you choose to <laughs> Yeah, do so. it's crazy, but as a society, like, we're not trained to think that way. Right. It's there. People are expected to do that at a certain time and place, and, you know, it's just the, the norm, but it, not always, the norm isn't always the best right. scenario, and yeah. I think definitely what you've kind of done is, is a good example of that. But, uh, yeah, so even kind of talking about, as you mentioned right now, we're on, the, you're, we're on your uh, director's tour, and... I, I spoke about this with you before, but it's the kind of thing where a lot of video, like videographers, they don't frame things. So they they go from place to place, and of course they you know they post about it and they talk about it. But it's it's a little bit rare to see it framed as as a tour. And I thought the way you did it 
and how it's presented was very organic and things just kind of built up in a certain way for you and it worked out. And right now it's kind of, I mean, you're still on the early stages, about to be kind of like midway, but just kind of your, your reflection on what it's been like so far, but as well as how you kind of prefaced it in a way that came across as, as so natural, as a natural ev- evolution of what your what your output kind of was. You know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, it was kind of like a, a Bob Ross um it came together like a Bob Ross painting in the in the sense that it was a happy accident. Um, I had just had booked two videos and with one with you guys here in Boston and one in Chicago. And I thought to myself, I have this image that I've taken of an airplane wing, and it shows that I'm traveling. So why not just say that I'm going on a director's tour? Because I'm kind of in a position now with my artistic friends who I create with, to where they're on tour, but there's not necessarily a budget there for bringing on someone outside of himself you know so it it makes it a little difficult so i'm like thinking to myself well i'd always love to see some of these major metropolitan areas and maybe there's an opportunity for me to do it myself so i'd put two tour dates on on an airplane photo that i created in in an instagram story and two days later i had three dates booked three more dates booked um and now I happen to be going to New York City, Philadelphia, following this, and mm-hmm. Denver. So I'm just really excited about the future of what the director's tour can be because I think there is a lot of power in informing young artists, especially that you are a brand too, um, aside from the brand that you're helping other artists create. And you should seize that moment and seize that opportunity because you you can tour i think we have a great proof of concept i mean it takes a lot it takes a village like an eric to be able to give you a place to stay for four days you know sleep on his couch take it over make hey, his place smell it's, 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 it's been a great it's, 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 been, it's been a great time man but those people are out there in the world there's a lot of eric's out there and there's there's a lot of latrell james and a lot of travis thompson's and if you can put yourself in a position to work with these people um and and work for them well and work hard you can see this beautiful country that we all live in you know right yeah and again i think you spoke on it it was an important point in saying that whether you're an artist videographer writer any kind of if you're any kind of creative it's so important for people to like recognize your voice and have that be powerful and just present things in a way where it's it's the full the full package because that's really what it, what it takes and it's a necessity right. in, in these days with everything with the noise level being at its end it's just so much yeah. coming hitting people it's a necessity and, and so. who's to say that it's it's only fair that uh, recording artists get the opportunity to tour because, I mean, at the end of the day, a, a good percentage of them may be touring because of the photographer that they have in their team who takes epic images of them that go viral or the videographer. You know, the, it, it's a collaborative effort. So you have power, too, is really what I'm boiling it down to. Right. And, and it's um, all about just, like creating those experiences yeah. and allowing people to get that glimpse inside and... You know, whether in real time or just from afar, just as long as, as the message kind of resonates and you're consistent with how you exactly. present things. Exactly. It means a lot. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of want to take a little, a little step back now in terms of talking about the place for things. And it's even crazy. I know we've, uh, I, I, I know I keep saying we've always talked about it because <laughs> yeah. we've been together for four days. <laughs> so, of course, we talked about it. But, yeah, man, so like, you know, a few years ago, I, I was contributing for the place yeah. for things. And that's how we first kind of, you know, 
via email or whatnot, just, you know, just kind of got to know each other a little bit. Of course, Sam as well. Shout out to Sam. I want yeah, m- to mention him. Mention him right now because we had a lot of a lot of dialogue and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so my main question for you on that front is that you you guys did a really good job at orga- you know organically just naturally building up a devoted kind of a devoted following and really the, the Midwest area in particular, yeah. kind of being a, a driving force there. And from from that time to where we are now, it's definitely gotten to be more so of. A, like a, a visual kind of, I don't want to say necessarily service, but you know, right. it's bigger than just a content blog with, sure. with posts and with kind of the, the whole landscape of, of media, just like rapidly changing. It's so, so many, so many different factors involved. And I just want to get your kind of what your, your personal thoughts on how like that tr- transition kind of went down in your head, both that as a, as an individual who's very visually inclined and is just right. doing what you're doing now, but as well as, as a team, and just kind of making that adjustment because it's not easy for everybody everybody to pivot in a way mm-hmm. that comes across as natural. But I think you guys have done a, a good job with that. So just kind of your your thoughts yeah. on how to properly execute that. Well, we appreciate it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that there is a, is a necessarily a recipe yep. to transitioning from the music blog who publishes um, content based on a song or a mixtape, and it's always written content. So, I mean, Sam and I wrote articles together for three years before we ever created a visual and um it just became a little taxing and at that time we started seeing people moving towards the visual medium because people are reading less it's just the reality of things the sad reality so we picked up a camera both of us um sam does photos i do video and photos but we we just tried to focus on creating things you know the place for things like we we always wanted to be more than than just a music journalism website and the sad the sad part is that we have lost that element of our business and we would we would love to get it back one day it's just the resources it takes and the time it takes eats into our video creation process and our filming process and even like our every day is like seeing family and your girlfriend of course yeah it's it's I mean, coming coming to you as from a writer's from, from standpoint <laughs> yeah. it takes a toll for sure so yeah but yeah i mean i think again in you, you you know you doing what you're doing sam doing like the podcast is i think really what it is is that Whatever you're doing as a creative, as long as it's having you, you see that the impact that it's having, it's right. measurable kind of value in that. If you spend this amount of time doing something, you want to be confident in the fact that the return it may not be a financial return right away, but right. you can visual, you can you can measure the impact in, in in other ways. I think that's for any kind of artist right now. That's what you should be focused on because if if you're doing doing songs and just releasing them, you don't see the impact. Right. It's because the, the the planning and the process and there's so much else behind it. They need to be focusing on. So that's just a message, just for for anybody, anybody. Out there creating yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah. So then now, kind of going more toward where you're where you're at right now. I want to talk about uh, you and uh, Travis Thompson. So for those that don't know, Travis is a artist from Seattle who's been over the past year, two years, definitely made big strides. Was touring with with Macklemore. He's touring again right now. First uh, million million views on, on the video for Father Forgive yeah. Me just happened today. That was cool. So congratulations to you again on on that. So what I wanted to ask you in terms of that is we see a lot, I mean, between like artists and videographer and any any kind of two creatives, there could be a lot of talent there, but the, the working like relationship and the chemistry, it doesn't always add up to the level of talent. Right. And I think based upon the, the content that you guys have put out, 
it definitely shows that there's a, a working chemistry there in terms of how you guys create. It's not just both of you are good at what you do. Mm-hmm. There's something else kind of there that's a, that's really making like the re- these results happen. And I just want to get your viewpoint on how kind of that relationship happened and how you see the chemistry being such a big driving force to like what's been happening for you guys as opposed to just, you know, two talented people coming together. Yeah, no, I mean, Travis is my friend before before we ever made anything. Exactly. So yeah. that, that does help. And um, we weren't we weren't incredibly close, but I mean, he came around th- uh, my apartment uh, that I was living at with uh, Campana of Cosmos and he was he was really close with him and I was living on the couch and so we ran into each other a lot and there was a there was a moment where he was filming a video which eventually became Father Forgive Me the video that hit a million views today and Tyler Dops uh was filming it and directing it um but he wasn't able to edit it because he was actually in the process of creating what is now Gemini Macklemore's album because he's a producer as well and Travis needed somebody to edit and film the second half of the visual, so we found a way to borrow cameras from uh, friends and our mentors, Ron Gross, and we were able to put together the second half of the video, which is actually the priest who is smoking pot and turning up. <laughs> so that's our friend. I love the, the, word, the wording of that is great. Yeah, I mean, that's really, that wording isn't mine. It's actually from the priest yep. himself in the video. Right, but right. that was, it was a really organic process and we, we just haven't looked back since, you know, that I think what you might be describing is like an authentic vibe because a lot of these stories that we're attempting to tell are actually true. Like in the Joyride video, Travis is actually joyrided with the car. He was peer pressured into that. He was the little homie that you see in this joyride video. In the Hold Me Down video, I don't I don't know if it was him that was chumped, but I know at least in my own experience, I knew what it felt to like to get jumped. So I was able to direct actors accordingly and, and things like that really pay dividends off in the long run. And it's just finding a way to remain authentic and try to be really human and not do as much. You don't need to blow things up like Michael Bay and Transformers to create a story that's compelling enough to maybe get a million views or even a 10,000, whatever the number is, enough right. to justify keep to keep making things. Yep. Yeah, and I think, again, sp- speaking on just the, the, the like I said, like the authentic and just being very genuine about where the stories are coming from really does add power to the to the final product. So for anybody creating visuals, I mean, that's, to me, that's like the number one thing is first putting a lot of effort into like the preparation, like the storyboarding and, you know, having a natural kind of theme in mind, but then making sure that that theme really does tie in with who you are as an artist and being an accurate portrayal of, of the music and just what you're, you know, what you're, what you're bringing to the world. Because if, if those two things don't, if, if those two things don't line up, then there's a disconnect automatically. Yeah, and we so. kind of are able to avoid that disconnect because yeah. Travis is so involved in the process. You know, he he brings a treatment to the to the table every single time, no matter what. And it's a extremely well thought out idea. And I just challenge other artists who may be listening to this to not steal from what he's doing, but look at how it's worked for him and maybe find a way to create your own treatment. It's as easy as generating a note on your iPhone and sharing it with your director so he then has an insight into the emotions that you're trying to convey in the places that you're trying to portray them at for the audience that you want to view it. You know, that's a, that's a mouthful to, to say and hear, but that's just the cold reality of, of the case. If you can come to the table with something and you're prepared and you have your vision... 
if you fail, it's only because you didn't work hard enough. And that's something that we just won't ever do. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that definitely, definitely makes sense. But, uh, so now I'm sure this is probably the moment a lot of people are waiting for in terms of the people in, from in Boston. So as of right now, the the video for, for OK is is shot. <laughs> it's been It's filmed. It's all. That part of it is completed. So by the time people hear this, the video will be will be out. And I just want wanted you personally just to describe a little bit of just from from kind of start to where from, from the starting point of us kind of reaching out and yeah. really just the, the whole the past few days what that process has been like from like a behind the scenes standpoint, just like working with Latrell and really in terms of just seeing, seeing everything kind of come to come to fruition after, you know, between me and you just, you know, right. know each other for a while and then kind of fast forward and here we are. And you just being a fan of just a fan, even outside yeah, of me, certainly. of course, just as a fan of Latrell personally, you and Sam are definitely, right. definitely just fans aside from that. So yeah, just talking about what it's been like to do okay because it's definitely it's it's a record again we're we're talking to ourselves <laughs> in the future in the right future. now but like <laughs> it's definitely uh the, the video I mean everything turned out really great so I just want to hear, hear your yeah. your thoughts on it I mean like you said I've Sam and I we've been fans of Latrell's music for a few years you know we'd publish articles on it I can vividly recall being in a coffee shop in Zion Illinois sitting in the same table that I always sat in next to this stinky ass fireplace <laughs> drinking expensive ass coffee that I couldn't afford that I was paying with and change and I'd publish a two or three paragraph article on this man from Boston who is a producer and a writer and the music that he he was making just it moved me you know I I I didn't necessarily relate to every single story that I heard, but every single story made me feel something. And to be able to fast forward two or three years and not no longer be a writer and now be a director and have the opportunity to work with one of these artists that I just, I would wake up and be excited to write about, you know? It, it's really been one of the coolest experiences all around. And to see his growth, he's accomplished so much in that time. He's He's got a commercial with Cheerios, you know? He's dropped a full-length album. He has a bunch of music in the vaults that none of you guys know about yet. <laughs> but it, it's absolutely ridiculous, the hard work that this yeah. person has put in. And to come here and see his vision come to life through film in a way that maybe hasn't been done yet is one of the greatest feelings that I've ever had and I am eternally grateful to even work with people who are so like-minded and so hungry to work harder and to have a group of friends too that support his his what he's doing his vision it was it was something there was six seven of us on every at every set and there was someone to help with lights there was someone to help with carrying my shit around there was someone to help pitch in a good idea it was just a it's a team making it's a team sport and we really had the all-star team for this one yeah it was definitely a full-on full-on collaboration but i mean again i agree with you with your whole sentiment of the fact of just seeing things kind of come to fruition in terms of you know, you start somewhere, and then you, maybe you don't expect, and that's and that's the thing. Like the, the main message, to kind of even get, get get across to people right now is that when you're just when you kind of sense that like that like mindedness in people, you don't have to just necessarily like view them as like oh what, what they can offer for me now. Like why should I be talking to them? As long as it, as things feel right, things. And then you look a little bit down the line, you, like you couldn't have predicted it back then, but you were really were laying the foundation for all these different results and decisions and just creative kind of outlets and you know just 
like I said, like making things. Yeah. And you never know how that, exactly that's going to happen. You can't force right. it. You can't exactly predict it. But as long as you stay, like, you stay within your your, your like, kind of moral compass and you just kind of, you just do you, yeah. then the results kind of naturally just happen this way. No so. matter what, you can't fail at that point. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, and now kind of even looking more toward the future a little bit, I wanted to, because uh, you're going to have this tour and then you, of course, have other different projects going on right. and things of that nature. But I wanted to ask you kind of, you you have all your short-term work that's, that's happening right now and definitely yeah. you, you're absor- absorbed in that. But really what your overall aspirations are as a filmmaker, one, and then also even just getting to know you I've, like over the past few days, it's definitely like the, like the really like the positive attitude and just having a lot of enthusiasm about like what you're doing. Yeah. I feel like it plays a huge part in why the why like these things are turning out like the way they are because that attitude just takes people so far and i just want to hear how you you're like working even during the times where it's stressful and it's hard mm-hmm. the financial side can, can be difficult sometimes but how you kind of remain grounded and take that positive attitude with you to wherever your aspirations may lead right so just speaking on that i mean you had to tap into that financial aspect that you mentioned yeah i had a i had a video hit a million views with one of my best friends today and not more than two hours later, I had an email notification from Bank of America telling me that my account was below $25. So things don't happen overnight. I mean, sadly, but true. I mean, you dream, but they don't always, they don't take one night. So the process from getting to A to B is, is long and it's tedious and you'll be paranoid and you'll be hurt and you'll be sad, but you'll also feel great at the end of the day when you finally have something that you can just be genuinely and authentically proud about um, that you helped make. And I've actually forgot your question. What was it? <laughs> so it was kind of a two-part, but I, I think I mean, based upon your answer right now, I'm going to follow it up with yeah. a little more because, again, you know what? The thing is, you're not like, I feel like a lot of people would, would, would really hesitate to even share those things, but I think... Oh, yeah you're always it like you put that to the forefront and i think right. that's why you like the level of support that you get with your with your craft i think it's a big reason why because you're so forthcoming about like the the struggles and whatnot yeah. whereas a lot of people may view that as like a weakness so really i think that kind of ties more in, into more like your attitude like how you feel okay. that your attitude yeah, has that. helped like shape you know shape what's, what's what's happened to you and your your success you know during this time it's like you can you can be down so many times and I feel like eventually if you've been on the bottom for enough and you've dealt with enough low blows and failures to the point where like you shouldn't be afraid to say these things like yeah I have fucking $14 what does that mean I have a dope ass video I have a huge catalog of really cool shit that I've made that $14 is not going to be worth $14 in 14 years you know so I just try to keep that in my own head and especially when I'm on set like it can get really stressful because you're you don't have huge budgets and you don't have a lot of time. People have jobs and everybody's in most case volunteering to even be there in the first place. So a, a really huge piece of advice that I I learned on early on is if my attitude is poor, at least during the shoot, everybody else's is going to be poor too. And if you're the director, you're also the quarterback of the team for that day. And I mean, we're in Boston, so we can talk about Tom Brady. (laughs) Hey, why not? You got to be the guy who, who came from Michigan and kind of sucked and played backup for Drew Bledsoe, but ended up getting his time in the game. And 
he shined for it because he was able to organize people around a common goal. And that common goal is always your story. So if you can get people interested in acting in your story, A, and portraying those emotions, and B, um, helping to promote it, you you will go very far, even if it's only local at first. Right. And it will only be local at first unless you're that anomaly that we all aspire to be. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They are out there. And Brady, hopefully, God willing, will have that other ring by the time people hear this. So like, it gives even more credit to the fact of, of Dylan bringing him up right now. So shout out to you for that. It was tough that. to do. Yeah. But we, we, we all, we, we, pre, we here in Boston really appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, man. And then again, kind of just getting to the first part of the question is, so I, I feel like a few years, a few years ago, you may have envisioned like what you're doing right now. You maybe had an idea of that's what you want to do in the place that you want to want to mm-hmm. be at. So now, kind of looking a little bit to the future, like what your aspirations are, not only just as a video director for like music videos, but just as again, you, you use the word film a lot and, and filmmaker, and mm-hmm. you take I, th- I think a lot of pride in like you know having the cinematic aspects and having all of it really be of that highest possible yeah. quality. So really just what you, based upon what's happening now, like what kind of overall aspirations do you have in terms of just just the future? Yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, I would love to be the person who writes a script, produces the movie, films the movie, directs the movie, edits the movie, color corrects the movie, and collaborates on the sound because I will not be able to do that well. But <laughs> I... I I do see a world in which that is absolutely achievable and you can look to the Russes in music or you can look to... Actually, I don't know if there's anyone in film currently who does all of the above. Maybe you can't. Who knows? I will attempt to find out, but I would love to to tell a story that impacts people, maybe changes their life, like some of the greatest movies of all time have done for me and some of the shittiest movies of all time. I would love to make a shitty movie. If if that's the best I do, <laughs> I'll make a shitty movie, you know? Yeah. But as long as it yeah, as long as it reaches people and, and it resonates yeah. in, in a certain way. And I'm happy telling stories through music too, just because I mean, if that's the only opportunity I'm gonna get to use this camera, I'm gonna seize seize that chance to to tell a story that I would love to actually make a movie of. Um, Joyride is something I would have loved to turn into an hour and a half long project, but it's unrealistic at this point in time. So like having realistic goals also is something that is extremely important. And you, Latrell and I spoke on that earlier today, even, and that that's something it takes a very long time, especially as a director to, to, learn because you have this vision of grandeur because you watch all of these incredibly well put together films but you just don't have those same resources so if you can find a way to scrap with what you have and be the boxer that goes 10 rounds and still gets knocked out you got another fight in you and that fight might be the the title fight and that's your blockbuster film and that's where I hope to take this in the future and I would love to be able to do that with the people I'm already doing it with today. Right. Yeah. No, I think we definitely share share that as well because again, it's the the preparation. I know we we talked about it a few days ago. The prep the preparation is so key because a lot a lot of times people might even hit a certain level of notoriety or attention, but and the back the backbone isn't built up yet. They're not ready right. for that opportunity. So I think so much of what we you know what what you do as a videographer, what you know we do as a team, all of that is based on just having a really strong, strong foundation and being ready for the next step yep. and putting in the work for, for earning it, you know, earning it on your own, but then being ready for what's to come because, you know, 
the, the mountain only only gets higher. Yeah. And once you once you fall, it's it's hard it's hard to get it's back a, up. It's right? a long way down. You so know? It's, it's, <laughs> it's just really just be, be prepared for every next step. But knowing yeah. but knowing that you that you've done it the right way and and earned it. Yeah, but, moral compass is huge. You brought it up earlier. Exactly. If, if you can keep your wits about yourself and attempt to be to maintain staying a good person, and you just work your ass off, you don't have to put in ten thousand hours. You just have to put in ten really good hours every day. Yeah. You know, it's like yep. so you're not gonna work ten thousand at once. So just keep that in the back of your head at all times, and you will persevere. And there's examples all around you that you can pull from in order to get to the places you want to go, you know? Right. And that that's just what we're all trying to do at the end of the day. Yep. Absolutely. But, uh, hey, man, like I said, thank you for, of course, oh, thank pleasure. you for even being here. I'm glad that you know, this, this week has turned out as it, as it has. It's just been a great experience. And, uh, of course, again, this, this period of time, Go check out the OK video. Yeah, definitely check out the video. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, if you, it's about sixty percent edited. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't already, go ch- go check that out. But uh, then I'm sure I'll be seeing you again at some some other point. You know, yeah, we'll keep, keep, keep we'll keep this going. And uh, thank you again for oh, just for being here. Cheers to you for the experience. Cheers to Latrell and Jessica. Um, I'm only saying cheers because I'm in Boston and I see you guys say that shit, huh? That's not how Boston sounds. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we love the attempts, though, man. Hey, but I love the accent. Yeah. But all right, man. So this is this is Bridge the Gap. Episode, who knows? But Dylan was here, and that, that's all that matters. So everyone have a good night. We'll talk to you guys later. Rule number one, don't trust no politicians, okay? Rule number two, stay out your mama business, okay? I ain't got time for all the contradictions, okay? It seem like no one got no common sense here, okay? Rule number one, don't trust no politicians, 